I wanted to share a story with you all about finding beauty in our community, but I wanted to lead off with this quote that I heard from a sister who is a national speaker. Her name is Sister Miriam James Hyland, and she says in her latest talk, the human heart is made to be known. So I want you to think about that phrase, to be known. What does that mean? Is it being known by everyone? Is it being famous? Is it knowing everyone? And I want to tell you a story about my one mission experience. I was going into the eighth grade, and one of my dear friends was the daughter of a Methodist minister. Now, this family was probably one of the most cultured groups of people I had ever met. The parents were both ordained Methodist ministers who were active in the 70s from California, so they were hippie Methodist ministers. The mom was also a PhD professor in psychology and was just a lovely woman and a beautiful gardener. Um, Like she transformed her front yard into Narnia. It was really great. Their oldest daughter was attending an Ivy League in Pennsylvania and was taking Arabic lessons. Their son was a lead singer of a punk rock band and their youngest was an accomplished pianist and French horn player. So I really enjoyed going over to their house. So I was staying um, with their youngest daughter um, and I was sitting at their table one day eating some cereal when her dad, Reverend Mike, approached me and asked if I had heard of ASP. What the heck is ASP? He proceeded to tell me that he was planning a mission trip and would be using Appalachia's service project as the facilitator. He and his wife would be taking the youth of their church there this summer and asked if I would like to go. I said, sure and the necessary paperwork was filled out. So Appalachia Service Project was in Eastern Kentucky and I was deep into a phase where all I wanted to listen to, all I wanted to learn about was early country music, specifically Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline. Because we were so close to where Loretta Lynn had grown up, my imagination was running wild with how my week in the Appalachians was going to go. So now to set the scene for you all, that region of Kentucky where we were going is very poor. The mountains kept them pretty isolated for years and years and the result of that was poverty. It's a very coal mine heavy area and the culture surrounding that is heavily shaped by the mines. The accents are thick, the people are tough, but the scenery is just breathtaking. As a history buff, I love driving through the mountains on our way down there and when we came up to a town, nine times out of 10, we would still see a hill that had been blasted to try to get whatever coal they could out of it. The area was just beautiful and I loved the drive. So I pictured that we would be staying in this comfortable church basement where the ladies group would greet us every morning with biscuits and gravy. And then we would be with another youth group our age and we would just spend the evenings playing cards after working until two o'clock. And then we would have warm showers and a place to store our belongings. And we would paint some houses and take an hour lunch break and eat our puppy Cheetos with cold Dr. Peppers and the family we would work for would have babies running around and we would play with them and a kindly grandmother who baked us a pie every day and I could just not wait to get down there. So we arrived and pulled up to the Oil Springs Community Center 
And so Oil Springs was in Johnson County and it was an old school turned community center. We would be sleeping in classrooms. Cool, fine, I can do that. Um, I was a wildly seasoned veteran of Camp Andesanc where we slept outside on Wednesday nights and on hard bunks. I could do this, fine. Then we found out that the showers in the building didn't work. So we would be using a shower trailer out back. Okay, fine. And then we found out that the bathrooms upstairs where our sleeping quarters were didn't work. So we would have to use the smaller bathroom downstairs or the porta potties out back, whatever. Then we found out that it was us, which in total we were about 12 people, a much smaller youth group and a large group from the University of Northern Iowa. So there goes my evenings of playing cards with kids my age and, you know, because I was an eighth grade girl, meeting my future husband. The week began and instead of a kindly family, we were doing work for and improving the house of a woman named Sally Sally. That is S-A-L-L-Y, S-A-L-L-I-E. Yes, that is what she actually went by. We arrived after climbing a hill to the holler to find her white house, which was built next to a shack that was about to fall off into a creek and a barn. We would later find out that the barn had a litter of wild puppies in it. Sally was a redheaded woman who slowly got up to greet us. Come to find out that shack was about to fall over into the creek and was the house she used to live in. Her husband was gone. One of her sons was in prison and her daughter lived farther down in town. Sally chewed what seemed like a half a can of chewing tobacco each time she chewed. And as we dug to make room for some drainage ditches later on in the week, we found cans and cans of green labeled skull. When we looked in her home because she needed a fireplace, it was sparse. She had two chairs, a small TV, a kitchen with a hot plate, one bedroom with the bed that was made with ratty blankets. And I thought, Oh man, this is great. We're gonna make our house look so good. We're gonna feel so good doing this. And we'll take a bunch of pictures and man, how saintly are we? At the beginning of the week, we were having a pleasant time. Our group was getting along. We played cards together every night. The meals were catered instead of us cooking them because that's just had what had happened. So they were delicious and you know, things were looking into a really positive week. Once we arrived on Wednesday, we started getting tired of each other. Not just in our group, but the college kids were getting tired of us and each other as well. I was reading my book one evening and I looked out to see my friend sulking in her sleeping bag. Her older sister was reading and Nicole, the friend of her older sister, was singing opera music. Nicole was the type who did not care what others thought. She was very theatrical and would do ballet in the main meeting room before we all get together for the evening programming. Well, she was apparently singing too loud because one of the kids from Northern Iowa told her to stop. Because I cannot stand a conflict, I immediately felt secondhand embarrassment for Nicole and wanted to crawl into my sleeping bag and die. Friday rolled around and my friend spent the entire day complaining about everything and everyone to everything and everyone. She was crying and just being overtly childish and I will still her tell her that to this day. And I spent four hours painting a window because I didn't want to work with her and I just wanted to go home. This was ridiculous. We were doing more than what they asked us to. And why can't we just go into town and explore and go see Loretta Lynn's house? And it was hot in our building when we slept and the water we had to drink was warm on lunch breaks. And ugh, this wasn't the glamorous experience I thought it would be. For our last night, we had a cookout and got to invite the families we were working for. 
Sally happily agreed to come. I was tired and hungry, but luckily the landscape was doing a really good job of being beautiful every day, so I was hopeful. We finished up our projects, and which come to find out, we had gotten in trouble for doing too much work on the house, and arrived at the park where the cookout was, and something just seemed to change. Our weariness of the week seemed to rub off, and we just were together. We swam, we ate hot dogs, we talked with other families, it was nice. Later on that evening, we were discussing the party, and someone pointed out that Sally had on this very sparkly ring. It was rhinestone encrusted all the way around, and it was just a very stark contrast from her well-loved sweats and guest jeans t-shirt. She said that her daughter gave it to her, but someone else pointed out that the ring was probably the only thing that Sally had that made her feel dressed up. A tiny ring, y'all. Not shoes, not shirts, not a car, she didn't have one, but a tiny ring that could have been bought at the Walmart. While this week wasn't what I thought I had imagined it to be, I know that I returned home a different person. So one of the things that I love about our church is that we focus on the Beatitudes. Now I know that you've all heard of the Beatitudes, but I'll just list them real quick here as a refresher. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I've heard the Beatitudes being referred to as this way to just messy and beautiful love. In his latest writing, Pope Francis says that we can only practice the Beatitudes if the Holy Spirit fills us with his power and frees us from our weakness, our selfishness, our complacency, and our pride. Guys, that's the purpose of confirmation. So I entered my week-long mission trip with high hopes and a big picture of how glamorous it was going to be only to be let down. I thought I was too good for the work, and I let my work crew get under my skin, but I realized that I had taken part in and brought to that dear, sweet Sally Sally, the beautiful, messy love of God. So my advice to you, dear friends, is simple. Be present as you go about your days. You're going to work hard. You're going to be bringing God's greatness to the meekest, the lowliest, but blessed are they. You are getting to bring the the messiest and most beautiful kind of love to the poorest in spirit, those that are mourning. Blessed are you. You are here to be peacemakers, not to wish you had your phone so you could keep your snap streak going. So when you're doing this kind of work, it might seem that that the gratification will be felt immediately. And it will. But friends, the road to greatness isn't easy. You're not going to clean a toilet and hear the angels applauding, but you're going to make a place look better for your neighbors. You're showing them love in a world that doesn't make it it easy to show love. People who are walking the same journey with you, walk with them, not above them. You're going to be spending some time with people who see the world differently than you. You do that every day. Walk with them, not above them. I'll leave you with these words from our Saint Mother Teresa. This tiny beautiful sister said, do you wanna do something beautiful for God? There is a person who needs you. This is your chance. Leave your expectations behind friends. 
None of us are too good for the work we do as disciples of Christ. None of us are too good for greatness. For if you do your heart, who you are, who Christ views you as, and the hearts of your neighbors will certainly be known.